Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We got our man on the couch. We got our cool guest sitting on the other side of our screen. We're going to be seeing each other soon. This is going to be good. Yeah. I'm excited. I know it, it is really exciting because, I mean, not that it's not fun to talk to you via Zoom, but it's way more fun when we're <laughs> all in the same room hanging out, maybe having a drink. Whatevs. Um, hey, everyone. It's Amanda. It's a Tuesday, I think. We had a fun day. Filming, and now we're having a conversation with Robin. Um, she's a massage therapist and also a certified Ooh. lymphedema therapist in Alberta. And we met um, in the conference circuit through a mutual friend, Jess. Actually, we were yes, on Jess's podcast. Yeah, Jess is the one. I don't even know. You know what happened? Jess sent me yeah, a note, me. and this was after. So we met Jess in Edmonton with his partner. And they were teaching at a Samota conference. Mm -hmm. Mark was also teaching. Massage Therapy Media was there doing coverage of the event. It was like one of the first. Samota, I always give shout outs to Samota. They were the first association to say like, we want to work with you guys. And we've been to all of their conferences since then. And we do media coverage just to let people really see what happens inside a conference if you've never gone. So, I mean... Thank you to them for, you know, sort of introducing us to the other associations because now other associations want us to be doing coverage at their events. Anyway, so we met Jess there. He was teaching. Mark was teaching. They really didn't have time to connect. But we knew that we wanted to get him involved in our conferences, the Canadian Massage Conference. So we finally, you know, got him set to teach at our fall conference this past fall Mm -hmm. in Ontario. And uh, I don't know, months before the conference, uh, after I pretty much had the lineup set, like my scheduling was almost done. And he sends me a note and he's like, hey, have you ever heard of Robin? If not, you need to meet Robin. Like she would be fantastic (laughs) at one of your conferences. So of course, like I, you know, I Googled you. I looked at your stuff. I looked at it and I was like, oh, lymphedema. This Mm -hmm. is a hot topic. Mm. People don't know enough. Therapists want to learn more. Yes. So I'm looking at my scheduling. I'm like, how can I fit this person in? I'm not kidding you, Robin. I... Um, because you, it was you and you one other person. Around, I did, <laughs> I, but not even that. So you, if you actually like paid really close attention to the scheduling, which no one looks that close, there was always 30 minutes between each class. You might have noticed there was only a 15 minute gap between you and the, the presenter before you. It was and then tight. It, it was, was tight. super tight. I literally squeezed you into a non-spot. That's how badly we wanted to get you teaching at the conference. I squeezed you into a non-spot. There was supposed to be nothing there. So happy to be there. Like it was just such a great like opportunity that I was like, squeeze me in wherever. It's fine. It was great. And you had a yeah. booth there to promote your stuff. So on top of, you know, doing what she does, obviously, as you can tell, uh, Robin also teaches. And so, yeah, she had a booth at the conference promoting her courses And we wanted to have her on today because now she's going to be running her own event. This is, I think, the second, second time? This is our second year. Yeah, Yeah. it's really, really exciting. She's running an event called LymphyCon, which, by the way, uh, if you haven't seen the flyer, it's adorable. Very comic book-y. And um, yeah, she was like, would you guys want to come? I'm like, absolutely. Like, Massage Therapy Media needs to be at these events doing coverage. So we're going to now come invade your event. Dun, dun, dun. So excited. I can't even explain. Like, it's just like, it's such a great way to to connect everything. And uh, I think that's kind of one of the big things is that, 
you know, I, I had taught at many universities and colleges over the last 20 years. And, you know, there's just very, very little emphasis ever put on lymph stuff, right? So when I started geeking out all lymphy, and I was like, you know what, it's after, you know, the pandemic and everything. And there's just all these conferences that are so far away. And I love you guys in the East, but that's not a cheap flight, my friends. No. <laughs> so I was like, no, we got to create something here. We have to make it fun. We have to make it interactive for patients, for therapists, for everybody. So no, I'm so excited that you guys are coming. Seriously. You're a nut job. What makes you even want to do something <laughs> like that? Like this, it's crazy. Welcome to our podcast. You're a nut job. <laughs> but it's crazy town putting together an event like that. And then it you, is. What makes you even want to do that? Like it's so much no, freaking work. Well, so this is the thing, right? Like I became a lymphatic therapist like way back in 2005. So I've been doing it for a while. Yeah. Oh my God, it's almost 20 years. Um, So I've been doing the lymph stuff for a long time. And the hardest part about being a lymph therapist is explaining what the hell you do. And, you know, having not only like other practitioners, but doctors and right. physios and chiros and, and then, you know, the job of like educating the public about what it is and why, when they need it, how it, you know, integrates with everything else. And so I'm not going to lie. It's a lot easier than doing it one-on-one, mm -hmm. you know, Makes like sense. I've spent That's the true. last yeah, yeah. 20 years in practice and literally having to explain the same thing over and over again. It's just, it's more time effective. And you bring a whole bunch of people together and, you know, the education level is just crazy. Clients can understand it. Everybody comes and learns so much. Um, it's a really good integration between, you know, the patient, the practitioner, mm -hmm. the education, all of it together. I like that. It's a blast. And anytime you can make it more fun, like, you know, my husband's a crazy comic book kind of guy. Um, our kids are kind of named after comic book characters. And so it was easy to go. Well, this is better than the other thing because it's all about lymph. So LymphiCon just made kind of sense. And I always talk about your immune system as kind of being like, you know, superheroes defending you against the dark of evil and like all the, <laughs> the bad guys that could come into your system. And so it made sense. And it's just it's so much fun. I just saw all oh, of dude. Mark's like nerd energy light up like <laughs> like so much when she said uh, the <laughs> the immune system is like superheroes. He was like, hee hee, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we like we joke about it like Avengers, like, you know, it's the aliens coming in and attacking New York. It's like, you know, a virus coming into your body and you have to defend yourself. Right. So um, we like to have fun with it and we like to to make it um, adaptable and approachable. And, you know, my kids can explain the lymphatic system and the immune system so everybody can understand it. I love that. Right well, I want to learn about all these things. But before we do, Robin, let's yeah. start at the beginning. Let's get an introduction for people who are listening who don't know who you are. I mean, thank thank goodness for Jess. Now I do know who you are. But for people who have not heard about you in the massage community, um, yeah. a little background, like how you got started in massage therapy, if this was not your first career, maybe what you were doing before, why you got into massage, and then what your practice has looked like up to this point. Yeah, so I'm one of those weird people that just kind of knew that massage was going to be my thing. I actually started, you know, my training when I was like 20. 19, 20, and I had never gotten a massage before. So this is, Wait, I just kind pause of pause then. Why the heck would you want to be a massage therapist and you've never gotten a massage? What yeah, draws you I to get do it. this? I get it. It's like a little kid that wants to be a firefighter. They never put out a fire Oh, before. come on. That's very <laughs> different. <laughs> I want to be a cop. I never arrested someone before. I, so I, no. I get it. Okay. All right. It Maybe happens. my question is and loody, but... You know. 
<laughs> I knew that I wanted to help people and I wanted to be able to do it in a, you know, holistic alter. I didn't want to do medications. I didn't want to, you know, go the doctor route. I didn't want to do all those kinds. Of, I wanted to find natural ways and I wanted people like, I hate going to the dentist. I hate going like, but everybody loves going to a massage therapist. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing. Like, I don't want to spend my days with people dreading their appointment with me. So I don't know, maybe it was just sort of that roundabout way. But yeah, my first massage, I got the first week of massage college. And that was great. Um, and, you know, over the two years that I was in school, I decided I wanted to be the person at the front of the room. And so I, you know, started working at the colleges and I started teaching and just natural, like it just, it feels right. And I love breaking things down. I love, you know, being able to teach it, you know, 10 ways from Sunday kind of idea. And, uh, you know, after, I think it was about two or three years after I finished massage college, I was teaching and, uh, seeing patients doing mobile, what have you. And, uh, I needed some credits and, there was this thing called lymph drainage. And I was like, nah, you know, nobody else does this. It's so small. Like, come on, we barely touched on it in school. And then I sort of thought, well, nobody else really does it. That's kind of a fun niche. Like, you know, maybe. And I took it and I was like, shit, this is like my thing. Like, this is, this is awesome. I totally get it. It makes sense scientifically, you know, research-based. Um, it's not part of my body. I'm five two. Like I knew I wasn't gonna be doing deep tissue to my end of my <laughs> days. It wasn't it wasn't in the plans. Um, but it just felt right. And I I understood it and I could help patients understand it. And I got such amazing results doing lymph drainage. So to me, I was like, well, that makes sense. And nobody else was doing it. So I got to sort of geek out about it and become slightly notorious at the same time. So was this one of the first continuing education courses that you took? No, I I had trained as a doula. I had okay. um, done pregnancy stuff. I had done shiatsu stuff. But like they all felt, they just didn't feel right. Like they were great. And I loved being a doula. I attended labor and delivery. I loved that. It was fun. But it wasn't like I didn't love the idea of it every single day. Yeah. But if I have limb patients, I wake up and I'm like, yes, this is this is what I want to do. Why would I do something different? So you need to really love it then, eh? Well, I need to love it. For me to be able to do it every day, like yeah, yeah, yeah. what's the point if you don't love it, right? Hmm. So and it's not a hard, it's not a hard thing to do. And it's not, it's just understanding how to apply it and do it well. Were there any points when you when you were in massage school that you thought to yourself, I think I made a mistake or was it all just like clicking right off the, right off the hop for you? You know, I wasn't the person, like I couldn't feel a trigger point when I was in school. They were like, no, swear God, there's a trigger point there. And I'm like, if the patient says so, but I like, I couldn't feel all those details, all those little things. It took me like years afterwards. And I'm a, I'm a science person. So they're like, well, feel it with your fingers. I'm like, I can't freaking feel it, but I believe you <laughs> and I'll do it. So for me, you know, in school, lymph was really under played as well like nobody they're like ah you just sort of do it and there's like this pumping thing and you always do it before massage because it's so light and you know I even had I remember even having colleagues that are like well you do it but do you really believe it does anything like it's kind of like a lame kind of thing you add in to waste time in your sessions and I was like oh my gosh wow so when I went and took a class on it I was like holy crap yeah so there's probably people who still feel that way so yes. um when I was in school I also felt like yeah we learned MLD it was part of the curriculum and 
to me, it was so boring. But I mean, I learned the basic, like you said, you, yeah. you really like don't learn, learn. It's like, okay, here's where, you know, the nodes are. This is what you, this is the direction. This is the, the, you know, the amount of pressure you put. It was so basic. So yeah. I remember working at a clinic one time. And this woman booked an appointment with me and she specifically asked for me when she called the clinic and she comes in and the reason she was there was for lymphedema in her leg and foot. Okay. Right. Yeah. And she had been to a Why bunch of practitioners. You? Exactly. You don't know. I Well, I'll get there. So I was like, okay. And so I kind of said to her, like, you know, I... I am not a lymph therapist. Like I don't have any training in lymphatic drainage. You know, I, I have the same training that all the other therapists here have. Like, why did you ask for me? And I mean, her reasoning was simply because she knew somebody else who had seen me who raved about me. But this okay. person who raved about me came in with a shoulder injury. I was like, this is different. So, yeah. you know, at the point now she's, she's there. I said, okay, I can do what I know. I don't know how much of an effect it's going to have. And I feel like there might be somebody better for you. And she was like, okay, well, let's see. So, you know, we, d we did a treatment. She got, you know, very minimal kind of results from what I did. But I referred her to somebody who I knew had done training in lymphatic drainage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she started seeing her. But I remember in that moment thinking like, I don't even know exactly. Like the, the MLD that we learned in school, I'm like... <laughs> Is this like, what do, what don't I know? You know, that was where I was like, I just couldn't stop thinking about like, what is it that I don't know? What does this person that I referred her to who does lymphatic, like, what is she, what she doing? You don't know. Like, what does she know that I don't know? She's doing different. Yeah. And you know what? I never really answered that question because literally from that job, I got pregnant. I went on a maternity leave da, 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 and, you know, suddenly I'm running conferences. So yeah. I never really got back. But there was always this curiosity in me, like, what do lymph therapists know and do that the rest of us who learned basic MLD in school, what do you guys know? What sorcery do you oh. know? <laughs> and that's, that's the hard part is that like, I even say that about like myofascial release. Like when I was in school, yeah, we did myofascial release, but if you took a continuing ed class on myofascial release, you're going to learn crap loads more and be able to be that much more specific and be able to look at it in such a different way. Um, and the majority of massage practice or massage um, schooling and education, like I think we did like lymph drainage for like half a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In yeah. two years. And, you know, and, you know, there's a notorious massage textbook, a nice big olive green textbook that everybody, mm -hmm. you know, refers to as the massage Bible. And, you know, there's three pages on edema. Yeah. That book's got to be like over 400 freaking pages, man. And so when I look at that and I look at a lot of the, um, you know, people who are teaching you know, those techniques, a lot of times they're just referencing those three techniques that are shown in that book. Mm -hmm. That's probably all I learned, to be honest with you, is yeah. those three techniques, yeah. because I was also being taught by a therapist who probably didn't use MLD regularly in their practice. Like at all or at all or at all. No additional I, yeah. training. Yeah. yeah. If you're not if you're not really trained in it, it's not something you're going to do. Do I have people who come in with acute injuries and they've got some swell? Sure. You know, might I do a little bit of the drainage that I know? Sure. But in terms of like somebody like that woman who came in with like lymphedema in her, her leg and foot, I was like, I am not 
your person. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm flattered that somebody thought that I was great enough to refer you to, but no, it, it's not me. I'm not going to help you. And great for you for even knowing that, because I will say that the the hardest part for me is, is people who are getting treated by therapists who have no idea what they're doing because they don't know the difference between swelling and lymphedema. It is the number one thing. I get patients all the time who are like, I don't know, I've been seeing this therapist for like two years and it's not changing it. I don't know what you're going to do different. And so there's, there's so much to the lymphatic system that's just not taught. And I think my breaking point was I taught at three different schools and um, I was at the third school and I was teaching and, and uh, I had a student come up to me and they said, well, another instructor told me I should come talk to you. And I said, oh, okay, why is that? And they're like, because I have a patient who has swelling and the, I think I should do lymph drainage. And the other teacher said, I don't know anything about that. Go talk to Robin. She believes in that technique. And I was like, hold the phone. Hold on. I don't believe in the technique. Mm-hmm. I know the technique and I've trained in the technique and it's been researched and there's evidence-based you know, documentation about this, but it's not like I'm sitting there, you know, with, uh, you know, some magical mm-hmm. altered technique that I made up in my backyard. Was like, the other instructor um, insinuating that they didn't believe in the technique? Like it's a yeah. ghost? They're like, well, no, it doesn't work. We teach it because we have to. Oh. But a lot of therapists are like, no, you know, it's just this weird little light caterpillar-ish kind of movement that I was taught in school yeah, we do it, but it doesn't do much. And so that's kind of where I, I said, you know, I can't, I can't just be in, you know, massage schools and sort of being that person that's, you know, this is what I truly believe in. And if, if everything we're taught is, is so much beyond that, or, you know, unable to integrate with that, you know, what am I doing? So this is where, you know, I really started doing more and more training and started teaching it. Mm-hmm. because it just it was it was just felt like you just kept going around the bend and it just never ever was was working and I've seen so much results from it by being less invasive and gentler and using the immune system to my benefit that you know sometimes I look at massage and I I sit there and I go you know it's it's kind of overkill it's sometimes it's too much mm. so that's where i decided that i was not only just going to do lymphatic work working with people who had you know sinus issues and swelling from post surgery but i wanted to go into lymphedema which is again not something that's taught a lot about in school but if you don't understand it you can cause a lot of damage why do you think that it's such a small part of a massage therapy curriculum mm. Mm, i think well, I think when we go back to like massage curriculum, it's it's the muscles, it's the tendons, it's the the soft tissue that you can physically feel, right? And so if you look at, you know, craniosacral therapy as a side, you know, they weren't taken very seriously for the longest time because it does, it requires a gentle touch. It attend, it causes you to really have to focus and feel that rhythm and work with it. It's not as palpable. Whereas massage training is designed around the palpable, the the muscle, the the bone, the tendon, that piece, right? Lymphatics, you can absolutely feel it. You just have to pay attention. Like I couldn't feel trigger points for three freaking years after I started massage school. I can feel them now, right? If you sit and you listen for the lymphatics and you feel for it, it's there, but it's not as easy to palpate and to work with as a muscle. Yeah. 
Right. So, so I want to I want to ask you then, since all three of us have said, you know, we we can recognize that therapists don't really understand what lymphedema is, and also don't really understand that they are not necessarily trained properly to work with certain populations, right? So yeah. can you, you know, give us the the easiest way to explain, like, what is lymphedema? Like, I mean, explain to me how your kids would explain it to me. What is lymphedema? And who are the people, who are the, the clients and patients that are coming to see you, Robin, knowing that they're going to get the right type of therapy with you? Yeah, easy. Okay, so swelling is when your body has trauma and inflammation and your body can't process it quick enough that you can visibly see the swelling, right? But your immune system's intact. Your lymph system's intact. You have all your lymph nodes. Um, you know, you haven't had radiation. You haven't had surgery to remove lymph nodes. That's edema. Lymphedema is when you get swelling, but there's been damage to your lymphatic system. And so even if you make just like you sprain your ankle, if you've had lymph nodes removed, your body cannot move the same amount of fluid as it would if it was intact. So edema is just an accumulation of fluid in an area of the body and needs to be processed. And it will be over time, right? Like we all have surgery, we all have bruises, it gets processed, that's edema, okay? But lymphedema is swelling when there's either a damaged or overtaxed lymphatic system and it's broken. It's broken. So if you've had radiation or if you've had lymph nodes removed, or if you've had horrific swelling for a long period of time and your lymph system is just exhausted, it gives up, that's lymphedema. And if you don't have the training to do all the other pieces, like the MLD is a small piece to that. Yeah. Because once it's broken, you have to do a lot of things to support it, right? So the stuff that we learned in massage school, even though it's you know, infinitesimally small in the world of my lymphatics that I work with, um, that'll help if somebody's got a, sp a sprained ankle or someone's recovering from sinus infection or someone's got, you know, post-surgery, it'll help. It'll be a lot slower than if you can be very specific, like how we treat as lymphatic therapists, but it'll still work. But if you have lymphedema, it's it's like having a spoon and trying to scoop water out of your boat that has a enormous hole in the bottom. Yeah. Like good luck. Yeah. Good luck. So there's, there's recognizing where you can be helpful and where you can't. So who do you see Robin? Who are the people that find you? Yeah, no, I, I see a lot of cancer, a lot of cancer patients. Um, uh, those who've gone through any kind of radiation lymph nodes removed, obviously, um, people who have swelling that just doesn't go away. And I see a lot of people who've been to doctors who've been to, you know, um, vascular surgeons who've gone to vein clinics and the swelling just doesn't go away. They've taken diuretics. They've tried everything. The swelling just doesn't go away. Um, and so that's the majority of my people. So a lot of times if you're at like a store and you see somebody with one really large arm or one really big leg, um, those are my people. Those are the, but I work with people who get also like reoccurring sinus infections, right? Mm -hmm. I get people who have varicose veins. I have people who have horrible acne, fertility issues, everything, all, think of all the conditions you work on as a massage therapist. Think of like trauma to muscles, think about injuries, think about, you know, um, infection, all of those things are related to your immune system and your lymphatics. Like it literally, I can apply lymphatics to almost any condition and help the situation. 
to me, that's why it's it's amazing to me that it's so underrated when it comes to training. It's It blows my mind. It applies to everything. It connects everything. When you were teaching at massage colleges, were you teaching like techniques classes where they would learn manual lymphatic drainage and stuff? Um, sometimes. I would normally ask if I could come into the class and sort of assist for if I wasn't the instructor for that class. Mm-hmm. Um, I taught a lot of anatomy phys, a lot of the the science stuff, because that's that's my geeky fun. Um, a lot of the detailed palpation stuff. But yeah, I would normally I would be like, hey, when are you teaching the limb stuff? Can I like sneak in and be a guest? So speaker when, when you sit into that, is yeah. is that instructor open and welcome to the idea? Or is that instructor Sometimes. feeling like, oh, the, I'm, I feel intimidated here a little bit? How does that Sometimes. work? Yeah. Sometimes. But it's it's one of those things that, you know, again, the techniques that you learn in school aren't bad. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, if I show my husband how to massage my shoulders, it'll get the job done. But is it really a massage? Right? If you learn two hours of lymphatic techniques and how to apply it to the whole body, that's that's good. But is it really going to have as big of an impact as if I specialized in it, right? Yeah. So it is, it's, you know, and I love my husband, but seriously, (laughs) right? I think that's the bane of most massage therapist life is, you know, it's never that could be worse. You could be married to a massage therapist. So, you know, we don't even try. That's what he says (laughs) all the time. People go, you're so lucky. And he's like, you don't understand. (laughs) I'm the least lucky guy. If you were an instructor. And you had to teach manual lymphatic drainage that day. Yeah. And Robin's like, "Can I come sit in your class? W- would you Would you be excited, or would you be kind of?" I would say, "Come, or would te- your ass be come teach the class, please." Yeah. No, and you know what? Okay, if I if this was curious. if this was at the beginning of my career, like if this was when I was actually working as like let's say a clinic supervisor, yeah. when I'd only been a therapist for a couple of years, yeah, there'd be some ass sweat. I'd be like <laughs> freaking out probably. However. Now being, what, 14 years into practice, I would happily say, come and actually, you teach the class. Like, you teach me, and watching Robin would only help me get better. Like, But like I said, I'm at the point in my career where I'm fine to say, no, I don't know how to do this, and this is beyond my skill set. But like when I first came out of school, I had this idea that, well, okay, no, I learned lymph drainage so I should know how to do it and it wasn't until I you know I got further into the profession and I realized I don't know fuck all about lymph drainage I know like you said three techniques from a textbook that were taught to me by someone who probably read who the textbook the, the night before the textbook, yeah. <laughs> but I also think the same is like you know when you look at how therapists promote themselves and this is this is my personal pet peeve on this one but you know we all went to school we all learned how to do trigger point release yeah we all learned how to do basic myofascial release yeah we all learned how to do basics right unless you do additional training to me why would you put it on your website i do trigger i specialize in trigger point yep. release and yeah myofascial like i specialize in lymphatic work i i've never claimed i'm a myofascial therapist i haven't done additional training i think massage therapists assume that they have to be a jack of all trades and I know like when I, when I have an issue, I want to see somebody who's specialized and focused on it. Yeah. So I don't think we can do everything. No, you, you really, you don't have to. And I think you're right. Like, I think my, my young 20 something mentality was, 
I am an autonomous therapist now. I don't know who's going to walk through my door. I need to be ready and willing to treat everybody. And like mm-hmm. I said, it's only through experience and maturity, probably. Like, I'm going to be 40 next week, guys. 40. <gasps> I know you see Robin's face. I know, right? I'm so old now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm so, older than you. It's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Everyone's older than me. But I I now have no shame in saying, like, no, I, I don't that's not an area of focus for me. There's things that I'm really, really good at. And I'm happy to help those people with the things that I'm really, really good at. The other things, there's so many therapists. Let me happily send you on your I way. I can see that though, as you being a clinic supervisor, working in a school, being and all these fresh young students think you have all the answers yep. to everything. So you kind of want to uphold that a little bit. But I wish so the I get where that com- maybe would have But been, I get where that comes from. Yeah. I get where that comes I from. I wish that instructors would be a little more transparent and that, you know, what you you're not supposed to know everything you're not like having enough knowledge to know what lymphatic drainage is what lymphedema is like having the knowledge to know what it is but know this requires additional training far beyond what you're going to learn in massage college because what you're learning here is basic it's just an introduction maybe to give you an idea that this is the type of therapist you want to be but this is not something that now you know how to do lymphatic drainage like it's not but I didn't know that when I first came out of school. Well, how could you though? Like, that's the thing. Like you're taking all the, like, remember all the muscles, like I think, what did we count one time? It was like 242 muscles. You had to memorize origin, insertion, action, nerve innervation. And, you know, I taught osteology and regional palpations and anatomy phys. Like, you know, a lot of that stuff. Yes. It's great to know, you know, mitochondrial shit, but I mean, like in the long scheme of things, like how many times has that showed up in your clinical practice. Yeah, right? exactly. None of it's, my it's, patients asked me about Jeopardy, their, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. None of my patients have asked me about their mitochondria lately. Yeah. So Right. And like people, I remember teaching anatomy phys and having students go like, why do I care about the human reproductive system? I'm not going to massage it. And I'm like, totally true. Like I'm not even going to defend on this one. It's good to know the hum- whole human body and you'll be surprised the questions clients mm-hmm. ask you and you know, weird stuff that they're like, is this is something I should take to my doctor or what have you? And that's great. It is good to have the knowledge of everything because people do come to you with the weirdest of symptoms. And again, we're not diagnosing anything. But for me, there's certain things that, you know, red flags start ringing and I'm like, this sounds to me like you might want to bring this to your physician, you know, like at least knowing like this sounds like something, go to your doctor. A lot of times your first line too. Right. Someone's got something going on and they're coming to see you. Yeah. I got my, my back hurts. My abdomen hurts. My knee hurts. They're coming to see you because it's one, yeah. it's probably easier to get to see you than your, their medical doctor. Yeah. Two, they probably and you're like more you. enjoyable to see. Yeah. They like you a lot better. Right. You know what I mean? So a lot of times you're first. And line. you get a whole hour. Like you're, you're not getting cut off within 10 minutes going like, dude, you had one question. Yep. You had right? you have one concern. But you know what? One. This is reminding me of a story I told on another episode. I had this woman that I was treating. She was in her early 70s and she'd come to me for everything. And she the amount of praise I got from this woman was kind of like over the top where I'm like, hey, stop, you're making my head big. But she just thought that I had the answers to everything. She thought that I was so knowledgeable. The first couple of treatments I did with her, she's like, you're less of a massage therapist and more of a physiotherapist. I said, no, we all actually have overlapping scopes of practice. But she liked the fact that I always did assessments. She liked that I was, you know, after the treatment, reassessing her range of motion, reassessing certain movements. She liked that I, you know, 
the next visit we were talking about everything. She just, she was like, wow, you're really like a physiotherapist. And because I'd always give her home care, right? And so she comes in one day and she's got pain and she's, you know, showing me where her pain is. And so I'm doing my assessments and I'm palpating and I palpated what to me felt like enlarged lymph nodes. And I said, this is what my hands are telling me. I cannot confirm this is what's happening, but I would suggest that you take this to your doctor. And she was like, okay. So we carried on with, you know, treatments of other things that day because, you know, I'm not making the enlarged lymph nodes go away. And um, anyway, I used to see her probably every week, every two weeks. And she came back the next session and she goes, I just wanted to let you know. Sorry. She emailed me like three days later. She goes, I do have enlarged lymph nodes, so I'm going for some tests. Thank you. And like, that's why I say like, it's important for the students who are like, why do I need to know this? Just to understand the entire body. Did I know why her lymph nodes were enlarged? No, I don't have to. That is completely outside of my job. But I knew enough to say like, this is something, go to your doctor. And she did. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. It's, it's like doctors, to be honest, like, you know, GPs are general practitioners, they're general physicians, they're not specialized in everything, their job is to triage. Right. right. And so that's the same thing is that a lot of the times and I've, I've had colleagues who, you know, decided to go through medical training and, or be a nurse or what have you. And I was lucky I had a, a friend of mine, and uh, her husband decided to go to medical school. And I was so excited when he went through medical school, because I'm like, at the end of this, I want to know, like, as a GP, <laughs> how much does he really know about lymph? Like, I'm just, you know, because a lot of doctors are like, no, you know, lymphatic stuff's not that important. And, you know, who cares? It's, you know, whatever. It just means you have an infection, et cetera. And I asked him when he was done and he said, yeah, we got like two days in our first year. And I was like, that can't be possible. Like you went to school for this long, you're a doctor. And, and the reality is, is that when I'm talking to patients, a lot of times, I then send a letter to the doctor and I'm educating them about lymph issues because again, it's just, it hasn't, it's only been in the last 10, 15 years where it's actually been seen as relevant or that it's a system that's worth the energy and the time to do anything. So a lot of times doctors, if they're finding like, you know, enlarged lymph nodes, et cetera, they're referring to like an immunologist or yeah. vein clinic and because of my practice, I've seen a lot of people walk in and unfortunately turned a lot of people away for potential oncology reasons or blood clots, you know, all of those things. So it also, you know, the more you specialize into it, the more confidence you have in what you're actually feeling and working with. So, and that that's all around the world. Like when I teach and I teach for, you know, the Chickley Health Institute, I teach lymph drainage for them. I teach it here in Canada, the US. Um, I'm very blessed. I've been to Australia several times teaching Singapore. I just came back from China. And it's the same thing everywhere. You know, it's really low priority mm -hmm. when we look at overall, right? A lot of people just get given diuretics when they have swelling. And that's the attempt to bring down the fluid issues. Yeah. So you know, it's, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard practice because you are, you're having to educate everyone all the time. And so it makes it hard. It makes it a hard gig. When you send that letter to the GP, is, mm -hmm. is it generally met well, or is it every time met with resistance that at least that you might know of? It's a hit and miss. 
It depends. It depends. Um, I, I, you know, I don't normally put RMT at the beginning. <laughs> Be like, my name's Robin Devine. I'm a certified lymphedema therapist and brackets massage therapist. And because, you know, yep. I'm pretty low on the totem pole. Let's, you know, well, let's all be honest about that. You know, it's not deemed, again, I love it when people go, oh, you're a massage therapist. You spent two years learning techniques. I'm like, dude, like that was a lot of memorization of so many things that, you know, I think we are also just people don't understand the amount of training we go through. No. Um, it depends on the doctor. It really does. GPs are very open. Um, I find um, resistance sometimes with oncologists just because, again, it's like, who am I coming and saying something about right. a system that they've removed parts of or what have you, right? So, um, but a lot of times the people come to me because nothing else has worked. Yeah. You know, they've just been told, look, that's just the way it is. I guess it's going to suck. I do feel like a lot of more, a lot more GPs are becoming more open. And I can't yeah. remember who said this. It might've been on the podcast, but somebody said it's that there's a lot of younger doctors now. Yeah. I think that was me. Yeah. And like, for example, my doctor, she's somewhere hovering around my age. I think she's maybe two years older than I am. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not actually old guys. I'm super young. And we're, we're uh, talking about the mentality of the, yeah. the gate keeper doctor yes and now that all, it is now that all the old folks are are are, are no longer it, yeah. it might change the landscape these a these bit, younger the doctors gatekeeper. really now can understand and appreciate the scope of practice of massage therapists and physiotherapists and um you know some of them are still not really open to other types of manual therapy but i i know a lot of my clients at least are saying that their doctors are telling them go get massage or I had somebody today who was told by her pain doctor like she goes to a pain clinic and she was told you know continue seeing your RMT this is you know and they want to communicate with me and mm. like that that is really cool because I know when I started 14 years ago like everybody would say I was told to go to physio and I know I told this story before where I had somebody come to see me he had been going to physio for I want to say it was two months from a work injury so he was on short-term disability and he wasn't getting better and he wanted to go back to work. He was a young guy in his 20s and his aunt was a patient of mine. So his aunt said, go see my massage therapist, see what happens. And so I start working with him and, it, you know, we're doing the manual work, but I'm also giving him home care. And I ask him, let me see what the physio's got you doing. And I'm mm. I'm building on what the physio's done. I'm not saying don't do this or do this instead or whatever. I'm just saying, okay, this is great. Try with this maybe. And anyway, after couple weeks seeing me, he did start to get some serious improvement. And so um, I get a phone call at seven o'clock one morning and it was his insurance adjuster. And she basically laid into me because she goes, if he's seeking massage therapy now, he's obviously fine. He's supposed to be getting physio to improve his strength and range of motion. And if he's seeking massage therapy, which really he's only supposed to be doing for relaxation afterwards, he's obviously fine. And I was like, what the fuck? fuck yeah, you're giving a thing like you're giving the finger inside your head you're like dude you are so you clean. wake me up at seven o'clock in the morning <laughs> to tell me that this guy doesn't need me to help with his range of motion and his strength meanwhile he saw and i mean no shade to the physio but he saw the physio for two months and didn't get better it just maybe took a different approach mm. i didn't say anything the physio was doing was incorrect i just took a slightly different approach sometimes a new set of eyes but that was years ago and i think at that point i don't think the physio or the insurance adjuster even probably his doctor would have thought there was any value in having rmt get involved in this 
and yeah. I was the one person who was able to get him. Like I remember him coming back to me the second uh, for the second treatment, and he's like, "I walked down my stairs with no pain," and like that hadn't happened in months. I'm like, "That's fucking huge!" Like this guy was a contractor; he's got to go up and down a ladder. I'm like, "That's mm. fantastic." He went downstairs with no pain. And we see that here too. Like, you know, people who they've seen their doctor or they've had lymph nodes removed or you can get lymphedema without even cancer. Like there's tons of ways to have lymphedema. But here in Alberta, at least, um, we have two. Like in Calgary, we actually have two lymphedema clinics, one that's cancer related and one that's not. And to get into the cancer related one now, you know, we're four years post COVID. But I mean, there's times where it's four to six months to get in. And swelling can increase overnight. If you are right now in the world and you're like, hey, I have lymphedema and you're here in Calgary and it's not cancer related, the wait time is freaking 24 months. Mm. Oh. And I say that nicely, but at both of those centers, it's physios that are the ones that are allowed to work, but there's not many that have specialized in lymphatic work. So, you know, in 2017, 2018, I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm opening my own centers. And all of our team were massage therapists because they had done the additional training. And we did the same things as they did in these two centers. We did the manual work, which actually neither of those centers have time to do. The difference is, is that if you go through AHS, Alberta Alberta Health Services, and you go through these two centers, you get free sessions. And if you come to my clinic, it's private. And if you have benefits for massage, it's included, it's covered because it's done by a massage therapist and it's a manual hands-on technique. But the fact that, and lymphedema is not curable, it's manageable, but it's for the rest of your life. It doesn't go away, Yeah. but there's no support for it whatsoever. So I'm like here going, okay, well, this is, this is a niche. This is a group of people who can't or have to wait for so long. And I mean, you know, lymph issues, you know, you might have a little swelling one day, but it can flare. You give heat, you go on an airplane, those things flare. Yep. And there's just, there's no support for it. And it's, it's really, really hard to deal with. And so I opened my centers with the whole idea of being able to support this under service group of people. And of course, you know, pandemic hit crap happened and you know shit went down and and of course you know I had a huge team I had a huge team of like 18 therapists who were all I can't say equally as geeky because I really I do kind of tap that out I'm, I'm kind of I'm max you're the but queen of the geeks cool I'm we call them we call them lymphomaniacs and that's oh my you know, god thing, baby. Uh. and so you know but we we had to shut down last week because I know, there's I just not even that. enough the education to un, to help people understand where and that's where that's where the conferences came in was that you know me doing as many podcasts videos you know uh blog postings teaching all those things still wasn't enough to help people find the services that they needed so for me lymphicon is a way that I can connect therapists and patients and we have doctors coming, et cetera, because it's, it's not new. That's what bothers me the most. When somebody sends me on Facebook, they're like, oh, they just discovered the lymph system. I'm like, I am unfriending you instantly. <laughs> if you think this is new shit, 
we if you well, there's no way we can be friends i'm sorry mark almost fell it's out not of news <laughs> not news but like it's certain not... things become and we talk about this all the time certain things become like trendy in the moment yep. and that's why totally. i said when when your name was dropped to us i was like this is coming at a time where i feel like everybody is suddenly waking up to like hey did you know there's this other system in our body like suddenly the everybody every therapist wanted to understand lymphatics so as i said when i saw your name i was like yes this is perfect timing we need somebody who can explain to the massage therapy world why there's so much we don't know and so much more we could be doing and for those people who didn't quite know where they might want to focus or have a niche this is yeah. an underserved area, as you said. So I was really excited to bring someone in who is as geeky when it comes to, what are you, a lymphomaniac? Lymphomaniac. You have to make sure it has L at the beginning. Otherwise, yes. the it doesn't go over well. Oh, yeah. This episode is going to be called <laughs> the lymphomaniac. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I, you know, it's funny because closing my clinics has been really hard because, again, it's like a large group of patients that now you know, they're going to follow their therapist because their therapists are going to land and super educated and very talented group of, mm-hmm. of therapists who are, are going to continue. That's great. Um, but you know, I'm really standing on this going, you know what I, my, my thing moving forward is I just have to keep the advocacy and I have to keep the education yeah. piece. So yeah, I've decided I'm rebranding myself as the Canadian lymphomania. <laughs> I love this. It grabs enough attention that it gives me a platform to tell people and to to help. And for therapists, it's I say this nicely, it's freaking easy, people. Your my hands, look, my thumbs still work. They're still functional. <laughs> look at my opposable thumbs. Look at my thumb. <laughs> this must be really tough with patients. I'm, I'm imagining if if you have lymphedema, frequency of treatment is so important. Yeah, and then yeah. someone that doesn't have the resources for it, or they have limited coverage through their extended healthcare plan. Do you it's know what I mean? Shit. Imagine someone's got like five hundred dollars of coverage, but it's shit. Like yeah. you, you need frequency with treatment. Yeah. Well, you need frequency, but you also need like if if somebody has lymphedema, they don't just need manual therapy; they yeah. need you know, compression garments and they yep, need yep. maybe a pneumatic compression pump and they need a therapist who's trained to do proper exercises and to reroute lymph. Like it's not lymphedema in itself is a shit show. And like, I always, I always joke, I'm like, you know, it's, it's like a lifelong condition that you don't get a rest from. Right. Yep. And anybody who's worn compression garments knows it's a shit show yep. and it sucks. And I say you have a heart condition, you take medication, you have lymphedema, your medications, your compression. I mean, that's why I was really, I mean, as I said to you, you know, prior to starting the recording, I was really sad to see that you had to close down your clinics. I understand why, as you said, that people don't recognize the amount of effort it is to keep brick and mortar places running. And I know this was not something that you decided lightly. This was a hard decision. But what I liked in your post when you were letting your patients know was that you're still there to make sure everybody can access their therapist. Like you're trying to make sure that everybody's going to stay connected so that all of these patients are not losing their the continuity of care like they're still going to have access to their therapist and i you know i think there was some, a line in that you said you know i'll be checking emails i'll be updating the website like you're it's not like you're shutting everything down it's just the clinics are not going to be standing where they're standing right now which is 
which is okay. You know, I think all of these therapists that you guys have all worked together and you've built this community, I think everybody's still going to get the people they need to get. But I can imagine how heartbreaking that was for you. It's been it's been a long six years. And, and uh, you know, I think I think the other class that desperately needs to get beefed up in massage school is business. I'm not even going to lie on that. I don't I don't need therapists don't need to know how to make a business card, guys. I'm not even kidding. Stop <laughs> or a pamphlet. How to make a there's Vista print, <laughs> okay? They have their <laughs> templates. Like go to Canva and do your thing. <laughs> like understand, like and and I I I'm gonna say out of the last six years, what's really bugged me is the expectations that therapists have coming out of school. And I don't know if it's something that the schools are doing. I don't know who's doing it, but you know what? There's no way you can keep a clinic open when some of the percentages people think they sure they're entitled to do, especially coming straight out of school. But like that's a whole that's a that's a beautiful rabbit hole to go down one day. But like from my side of running the business, like there's no way you can keep things and it's it's impossible. It really is. And it, it does unfortunately make me sad. I've had so many friends who shut down their clinics here in Calgary. I'm I'm six and then I have two friends that are closing in the next couple months because there's just there's there's no way to keep it going. It makes me sad that um yeah, like you were saying about the percentages. And I was having this conversation with somebody recently where um oh it was a, a real estate agent that I met. Um I just happened to encounter this woman. We started talking and the way she was talking about like a light fixture wherever we were, I was like and it, but then she said something else that made it made me realize she has no idea about like design or architecture. And I was like, you do real estate, don't you? She's like, yeah. Like, And she's like, what about you? And I said, I'm a massage therapist. So we started talking about massage. And she said something along the lines of it seems that um, massage therapists bounce around a lot. Like there's not, she had had the experience that there was not a lot of clinics that didn't have a high turnover. And so we were just kind of exploring that idea and like why that might be. And one of the things that I mentioned, I was like, I just feel like these days because massage therapists are actually really high in demand and there is a a shortage, surprisingly, like it wouldn't seem that way since there's, you know, 15,000 of us just here in Ontario, but there's so many people and there's so many clinics and I said, right now, massage therapists really feel like they have the upper hand. But one thing that they're missing is to be the most successful as a therapist, like bouncing around, you're kind of like restarting all the time. Sure, some people will be with you. But if you can find a place where like, that's the company culture you want to be in, and that's a supportive environment, if you are successful there, and ultimately the clinic is successful, you're all going to get more successful together. And eventually you can get these higher percentages and higher pay. But you have to kind of understand that the person that's keeping that place afloat cannot keep their doors open and can't give you everything you want if you're taking more than you're giving. And I think we're in a really weird time where therapists realize that I can just, you know, go down the street and get a little more and I can't. And I'm not saying, you know, devalue yourself as a therapist or undervalue what you were. None of that. I don't think that is devaluing. Well, exactly. I think that I think that therapists do need to have a bit of a better understanding about business and sometimes you know maybe you have to work for you know a normal wage by the way a normal wage (laughs) long gone are the days of the company man those are done 
yeah. right? Where you you find a place, you like it, it matches well with you, and you stay there because you support the culture. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Those 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 are those are gone. I was very I was very lucky, but I will say, you know, I also I trained up and worked with a lot of people who equally were as passionate about lymphatics as I was. So, you know, we were able to be a specialized niche clinic, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we charged more. And, you know, there was a lot of things, but I think, I think the misunderstanding is what it costs to run a business and what it costs to do marketing and what it costs to do like everyday things. Um, And I will say, I think, you know, it took me about four years into the six year process to, for me to go, oh, they're contractors. Like it's my clinic and, and, and I'm the hundred percent sole director and Nobody else really has skin in the game other than mm-hmm. what they've built up. And it's true because if I was at the contractor, I could be like, well, I'll just go open my doors at my home. I'll just go and do mobile. I can just do this because you could. Yeah. Right. Like we're kind of a nomad in the health industry. We can do whatever we want. We can move where we want. We can be in so many different places. Um, but I think that was, it's a huge disservice as an industry because you're either a contractor, you're working for yourself. So you are your own business or you're opening up your own space. Right. So it's, it's a hard, it's a hard game and and it's been even harder in the last four years. Yeah. Um, but I will say like, it was one of my biggest dreams was to have a team that were all equally as passionate and wanted to, you know, dive into the lymphatics the way that, that I loved and create a space for hope and, you know, my my long term was to try and, you know, bring one to Toronto and bring one to Vancouver and, you know, bring that niche that is so desperately needed. And I will say is that I could teach lymph classes in Canada all the time. And the competition, everybody goes, oh, no, you're going to saturate the market with lymph therapists. There are enough patients out there to fill that. The lymph community, people who need like trained therapists in this. It's not, I could train therapists every day, every day in Calgary. And I'm not worried about competition in that way. Cause yeah. there's so many people who need that specialized and it's just, it's an underserviced community. So, you know, I'm, I love teaching what I do and I love traveling and meeting therapists all over the world and, you know, trying to build up that community. So for me, you know, being able to teach and being able to create a conference where, you know, we're able to integrate that and, and coming to like, you know, the Canadian massage conference back in September was amazing. And it was fun because, you know, I did my talk and then I had a table and I was chatting with people. And I remember this one girl came over, she was like, are you like that lymph lady? <laughs> and I'm like, I could be <laughs> like, were there other lymph people? And she's like, no, I'm pretty sure you're the lymph lady. I'm like, oh, you can call me that. I don't care. Like, let's talk. Lymph- I embrace that title. <laughs> and I, I'm like, so um, it's great because again, it's just the more people who are aware of the need, you know, it's not saying that deep tissue is not valuable. It's not saying relaxation is not valuable. They all are. But I'll tell you right now as lymph fits into every single one of those doing deep tissue and adding lymph work to it, your recovery is going to be faster doing deep, doing lymphatic work and athletic massage you're going to help with recovery and prevent DOMS and help with tissue uh, healing, all those things. You want to put somebody into a deep state of relaxation, do three minutes of lymph. I guarantee you that person will sleep so much better. It's everywhere. Tell us about the conference. Tell us, 
Tell yeah. us the dates. Tell us about the presenters. Tell us about Who's the topics. Coming? Yeah. All oh my us. goodness. It's, it's great. So last year was our first year and we just sort of had like one big room where, you know, there were speakers and it was great, but I really wanted to make it a little bit more approachable from both sides. So March 9th, it's going to be in Calgary. It's at um, Hotel Blackfoot. And so it's a great, it's a full day event. It's like 60 bucks for a ticket for the full day. Um, and we have two rooms. So we have one room that's a little bit more geared towards general public, um, you know, therapists who don't know a whole lot um, or who are just sort of getting into it. Um, and then the other room is a little bit more geared towards medical professionals, a little bit more to, you know, some of us who are, you know, our own anatomy, physiology, pathology geeks. Um, but having said that, there's no restrictions. Anybody can go into either room. So, you know, I've got um, Simone Fortier from Fascia Training Institute. She's going to talk about fascia and lymph. There's a huge correlation between fascial work and lymphatic work, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, I've got Megan Barefoot with No Shoes Nutrition. She's going to come talk about your digestive system and the um and dealing with like the lacteals and dealing with bringing in like lymphatics into your digestive system and all those pieces and how they correlate. Um, we've got Dr. Bruno Chickley. He's going to be zooming in and talking about your primo vascular system in your lymphatics and, you know, all that components. Um, we're going to have an intro to lymphatics. We're going to talk about lymphedema and uh, how lymphatic training and how they work together. We've got talks about breast cancer and um, surgery and shoulder rehabilitation and lymphatics. So we're really just trying to bring a varied group of people in talking about anything immune system lymphatic related. We've got vendors, we've got, um, you know, compression garment companies, we've got people who deal with terminal patients and end of care uh, or end of life care, sorry. We've got therapists, we've got so many different things. Like it's, it's just really, really fun. And it's a full day. And for therapists, um, depending on associations, so on, we're approved for credits too. So like Samoda has totally put out that any therapist who attends for the full day gets like two to four credits, depending on what you attend. Um, so different associations have approved it for, so that's easy credits for like 60 bucks, come hang out for a day and, you know, listen to a varied group of people. It's, it's great. We've got Paul coming from Cupping Canada. He's going to talk about lymphatic cupping, but you know, they're all just, they're 45 minute talks. Um, it's not hands-on. It's just all kind of sitting, hanging out, talking to people, listening to different things. And you know, the great part is, uh, I think, yeah, you guys are coming here in June. So yes, um, we are. I'm even excited because you guys are going to be talking about, you know, the CMC happening in Calgary and you know, it's, it's one of those things that all those pieces come together. Yeah. I'm okay. super, such, super it's such a good, I think it'll be such a great way to sort of transition support everything going into the Canadian massage conference in June as well. Yep. And for anybody who didn't know, Robin is of course going to be teaching at the CMC Ooh. in Calgary. Uh, she's got two sessions and one of them is I think understanding your lymphatic system. Is that one of them? And then the other one is a little more uh, focused. It's on breast health. Yes. Yeah. We're going to talk about lymphatics and breast health yeah. because that's one of the things too, is a lot of therapists, um, you know, if you take in breast massage, et cetera, but very specifically looking at the health of the breast tissue and easy lymphatic approaches and working with that as well. So yeah, it's going to be so great. Um, speaking of your conference, you said you've got Simone and Paul. I just have to know, was 
our conference where you and Simone met for the first time? No, Simone and I have known each other for a while. She's actually taken some of the Chipley Health Institute courses. Oh, okay, because I know. How funny is it that we ended up with you guys in ta- uh, tables right next to each other? It was awesome because we haven't seen each other for a while because, you know, just with um, everything after the pandemic, just, you know, teaching and stuff like that became sporadic and so on. So no, and she's, she's amazing. Um, and like I said, if, you know, I always talk about fascia kind of being like a beaver's dam for lymph, right? If you got a lot of fascial restrictions, lymph can't move. Mm-hmm. It gets kind of stuck and stagnant. And so to really help both systems, the more you work them together, the better off you are. So love, love working with Simone and, um, She's I love that she's teaching at our conference as well. And Paul from Cupping Canada mm-hmm. is teaching at the CMC as well. So yeah, like yeah. all of us are, it's like a whole conference circuit. So <laughs> if 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 I want to score tickets to this event, how would I go about doing Yes. That? How do we find? Yeah. So yeah, it's the website is lymphicon. So L-Y-M-P-H-C-O-N dot com. And so it's just, you buy them online. Um, the great part too, is that we have videographers that are going to be on site recording everything. And then we'll have it available for like two to three months after on a separate platform. So people who can't come in person can still buy a ticket nice. and still have access to all the recordings. Cause like I said, we have two rooms going at all times. Love that. So you're going to be torn in half. You're going to be like, oh shit. Like there's a really good talk over here, but then like Robin's talking over here. I don't know. Like which one do I want to go to? You don't have to pick. Because you, you can have pay. access to everything afterwards anyways. Smart. So really good things. And we've got some swag and it's super fun. Like we have, so like I said, super geeky about this, but um, one of the lymphatic vessels you have in your body is called a lymph collector. So that's our superhero is the lymph collector. <laughs> and then <laughs> kind of sounds like ca- a villain. His, his sidekick <laughs> is Nancy Node. And we it's do have a villain this year. We have Pathos. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, Pathos like is pathogen. the villain. It's yeah. like, I know it's super lame. My husband and my kids are like, oh my God. Face, face palm, but I love it. <laughs> it's awesome. So yeah. And it's, it's one of those things like, again, it's just, it's giving information and giving access to information. So, you know, I'm, uh, I'm almost finished my, my little book that hopefully will be ready for, for uh purchase there as well. So trying to give more support to people who have lymphatic issues. So um, my book is called like living a lymphy life. And so I really like alliterations, obviously. And uh, no, it's just, again, it's, there's just not enough emphasis, I think on your immune system. And I, if anything's taught us anything in the last four years is you, you got to pay attention to it. Yeah. Well, this is, this is super cool. Um, I'm really grateful that you took time out. I know you're yeah. super busy to talk with us today. And oh, no, this is um, awesome. I loved it. So we are going to, we're going to do a lot more stuff together, Robin. I yep, see, sure. I, I so. see us working together, maybe with some massage therapy media content. You know, you were talking about how you do blogs and stuff. Maybe we'll start pushing out some of your stuff and just help you get the word out. And I hope that we really do get to see LymphiCon moving to other provinces. You know, it's nice that you started in your home province of Alberta, but the rest of the Canadians need to learn this too. So mm-hmm. I'm, and it's I'm a, really it's approachable. Like there are big lymphedema conferences and stuff like that, but it's very intimidating. I went to one, it was all like researchers and I felt completely out of place and I'm a lymph geek. So, you know, it's, it's just trying to make it approachable and accessible. Right. So I think, I think the same thing, like what you guys have done with the Canadian massage conference makes it accessible to therapists and it's not just online content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 
you know, we're hands-on touchy people. So we need to be hands-on. Agreed. I'm going to go find a massage therapist who specializes in uh, myofascial release. And I'm also going to go find a medical doctor who specializes in writing prescriptions. (laughs) 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 I want to see a medical doctor advertise. I specialize in giving shots. (laughs) (laughs) I promise you, you'll find them. Ah, Well, this is great. Thanks for hanging out. This is good. Oh, no, thank you. I loved it. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists and a Microphone. Peace.